Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me punters group. Me mate Dave, I reckons he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. For the second time this year, the Australian PGA Championship is being played at Royal Queensland Golf Club. Iconic golf club. The bridge in the background. It looks like it's in super nick. We've got two tied at the top at six under the card. Minwoo Lee and Jason Scrivener both... Uh, most of the time, plying their trade over on the DP World Tour at the moment. Keefe, the old, yep. the old European tour. Adam Scott. Very good tour, Andy. Strong tour. Very good. And a couple of absolute superstars from the European tour mm-hmm. out here playing in the PGA Championship. And Australians that play in my, there as well. My word. Jason mm-hmm. Scrivener, one of those. Uh, very, very excited to see mm-hmm. Jed Morgan, the defending champion, the man who won it in such thrilling style uh, less than 12 months ago back at Royal Queensland. And playing well again. He's one under the card in the top 40 at the moment. Uh, There's a few still out on the course. We'll see how it shakes out at the end of the day. But the um, super-talented young Australian has been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Jed, thanks for joining us, mate. We appreciate your time. All good, boys. Thanks for having me on again. Um, How did you hit it out there today? Yeah, there was a bit of rust. Not going to lie. I've had (laughs) uh, a bit of months since my last competition. But um, good to feel all the emotions again. So I'm in good stead. Not, it wasn't too bad uh, this morning. It was, it was a few tricky spots that you could get into, and unfortunately, I managed to find the bloody thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Matt, I'll, uh, I'll avoid them tomorrow, and it should be all good. Nice to be on a course where there's obviously some good memories for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I think every time I drive through those gates now, there's something that pops in my head that um, I've done there, and it was it's been um, it's been pretty good. It's uh, hey Jed. We spoke. I think we spoke to you after you won last year, and uh, we we were fantasising about what the twelve months would would yeah, look like. Yep. Uh, what what have been the highlights? Um, I guess since then everything's kind of happened. Obviously, I played my first two majors ever, and that was pretty sick. Played obviously the eight live golf invitationals, which was like probably the biggest opener of my career and the biggest opportunity I've had in my career so far. Um, and just spent the whole year kind of taking it all in. The first few months overseas was a bit rough. Didn't really post that many good golf scores, but little did I know that I was taking a lot in that I didn't really know I was taking in. So we got to the back half of the year and I started to play some good golf and just going to kind of um, try and draw off of that, I guess, for the next month here in Australia. And what was it like at those majors, surrounded by golfing greatness and uh, you're there and... Was it was it nerve wracking? How did you deal with it? Um, no more nerve wracking than what I felt at the beginning of the year. I think um, it was only when I kind of started to struggle and a bit more anxiety popped into my head about a few things that I had to really do some learning and some digging to to figure out what was going on. But rubbing shoulders with some of the best in the world, something you always want to do, and to, for it to happen that quick for me was was just a blessing, really. And um, it all obviously backed off of the PGA pretty much. And when you're there and you're seeing it, and like you say, rubbing shoulders with them, 
what does it do for you? Do you does it does it seem like that that greatness and getting to that level is a long way away? Does it seem a little closer? How did it it, it put it in perspective to where your game's at? I think it um, yeah, it's a lot closer than what you think for sure. I think as a golfer because the game's so bloody hard at times. <laughs> um, you just lose sight of how easy it can be at times as well. So, and how good your good looks against their good, really. Mm. Um, that was the biggest insight is their good doesn't look any better than yours. It's just their bad, just that little bit better. And, and they're just better at being themselves pretty much. So that was the cool thing to learn. And obviously had a first date doing it and then managed to get some nice performances out of it as well. Yeah. Did you feel comfortable in their presence in that environment, Jed? Did it feel like a place you kind of see yourself belonging? Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, I was pretty comfortable. At the start, you're obviously noticing who's walking past and who's in the group <laughs> and what, all that whatnot. But yep. by the end of it, it was nice. I just got into my own routines and un- and begun to, I guess, unnotice who was walking past me yeah, and, right. and stuff like that, which is nice, which is a pretty powerful feeling within itself. It's just a bit of a mental state you kind of got to get into, I think, and it's the only way you're going to be able to play the golf that you you know you can play, really. Um, and I think that's with any sport, really. And they say it can be a challenge to, to meet your heroes because they don't always live up to the expectations. <laughs> How was it when you got to share some time with, with some of them? Did any, did any of them stick out for good or bad reasons? Um. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll mention the good brothers. Right. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear the bad. I'll keep, my, I'll keep my slate clean if you boys don't mind. <laughs> yes. No, nah, it was good. Um, yeah, it was just awesome to be in their presence, I think. And, and guys, TV and the media make them seem like superheroes, but they're just normal people, right? Like, mm. It's just funny how being in Australia, perception of what happens overseas and these big names... It's just no no different to the tournaments that we host back here. They do the same things. They go through the same routines. Um, and they, they find what, what works for them, right? And I think once you're in that environment and you get to see that environment over and over and you think they drink a coffee the same way we drink a coffee. They get up <laughs> yeah. the same way we bloody get up. Yes. They coach the same way we sit with our coach. Yep. They talk to guys on the radio the same, same way I'm talking to you boys on the radio. So no, you, you got them covered. Yeah. You got a lot of them covered the way you talk. We love talking to you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it was sick. Like, obviously the majors were awesome, but, um, the live events were crazy because you just got so up close and personal with all of them and their team and got to just learn and hear so many things. So that was just, yeah, that was a blessing. So take us inside the live experience as a player, G, because we're all, you know, various degrees fascinated by you know, where it's come from, what it is, what it's going to become, where it ends up, all of that sort of stuff. From, from a player's perspective, um, how, does, yeah. how does it feel to tee it up in a, in a live event, uh, say, compared to teeing it up at the Memorial or the US Open? Mm. Like, is, is there any comparison between, between the events? Um, I wouldn't say there's much comparison there. It's, it's unique, right? Like, it's something that's never been done before. It's a field of 48 guys. It's just, it's so different, but it's, I think it's what the game needs. Like, um, the, the game's becoming, and I've only been a professional now for a year. I've played since I was, like, four years old, properly since I was 10. So it's, I've been in a little bit to know that 
the game can be quite stale at times. And this got, this just freshens it up. It makes it about something other than yourself, which is awesome, which is what I love, playing team sports growing up. And there's a few guys playing golf that have played team sports growing up. And we all talk about it. We miss that, right? Like you miss mm. playing. And when you're playing ordinary, I think you just feel like you've got nothing to play for. But each round you kind of play in the liver then. It's just you've got something to play for because, mm. you know, the team aspect of it's right then and then. I think bringing forward 2023, that team stuff's only going to solidify going forward. And the franchise, the family that's involved with the team, it's just been – they've run the events to the absolute perfection, um, done an awesome job. The Memorial and the PJ Tour do a great job as well, but it's just obviously it's 156 guys, so you don't get to see as many guys. You don't get up and close and personal with as many guys, and there's just there's, there's obviously positives to both sides of it, and um, I just think it's been one of the most unique things, and it's shaken the sport up, I believe, in a good way, and they they're in it for the good of the game, mm. um, just to create a different platform for international players and to favour other parts of the world other than Americans, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. The game of golf favours American players from grassroots up. Everything's there and there for them. The money, the uh, the opportunities, the college systems, PJ Tour, all of that, Corn Ferry Tour, all of that. We've got to travel for so much of that. And the Live Tour, obviously, just provides to the rest of the world, I believe. So mm. I think, I, I mean, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Mm. Has, has uh, it, every player there loved every minute of it. Yeah. Hey, Jed, so, so has there been any changing your status now because you've had an association though with lived are you persona non grata in other areas or what is your status in relation to your opportunity to to play on any of the tours um i believe my my opportunities on the pj tour this year aren't very yeah i'm very good i was obviously yeah i mean i wasn't allowed to play corn ferry tour school because I'd participated from Boston to Jeddah, basically. Mm-hmm. So they removed me from that, even though I hadn't been a member, and they said it was fine, which is, it is whatever. Like, it was no no biggie. It's their decision. It was my decision to play live golf. I knew that some guys were being banned, but as an old member, I thought I'd be all right, but obviously not. But no rights to play on the on the European tour have, have been relinquished, so I can't wait to play. I can't wait to play um, a season there, and playing all the events that have been around for a long time and hopefully join some great champions on some pretty amazing trophies. Oh, good. So what? So what's your what's your view? You're a 22-year-old. It's all in front of you, right? So, But yeah. is, is your gut feel it'll sort itself out and, you know, the, the Open at St Andrews, the US Open, they're not going to be the last major championships that you've played in. Is it your view that, you know, I'm going to be good enough to get back there one day and I'm going to be allowed to get back there one day. To the live tour or to no, the no, to, championships? To, no, no, to play, yeah, major, the majors, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I think, I, I believe, yeah. I, I mean, the test of those championships, they're the reason why they're called majors, right? Like, the hype involved, every single thing about them is just so perfect and so unique, mm. right? And that's the reason there's only four of them. So that's the reason why so many guys put that much of an emphasis on them in their career because of the history involved in the event and the things that have taken place in those championships. So 
I'll, yeah, I'll know. I'll get back to that stage one day. Um, how long that's going to take, I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know for sure that it's something that I want to be um, be a part of in history as well. And I believe, it, yeah, I just believe it definitely uh, completes somebody's career if you become a major champion, that's for sure. So, or a few times. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's yeah. been a fascinating chat. So, so we anybody who's watched you play your junior golf and followed your career knows that you can make as many birdies, you can go as low as anybody, right? That that's there's never been a doubt about your ability to to break par, you know, routinely. Yeah. Is is it the other end of it? Based on what you said a few times before, is it is it minimising you know the bad shots or? When it when it goes sideways, it doesn't go horribly <laughs> sideways. Is is that the area you've got to you see yourself improving on in the next couple of years? Oh, definitely, mate. That that was the biggest. That was probably the biggest eye opener that I struggled with for those couple of months that I started over there, and obviously played the Memorial, then played all the live events were at the the hardest courses I've ever played, and yeah. the longest yeah. by a margin that <laughs> yeah it hasn't never been met. The memorial is brutal because that's Jack's little treasure. So he's toughened that place up to an absolute, absolute <laughs> yeah. treat. Yeah. So it's brutal. The US Open was brutal. Cam made the British Open pretty look pretty easy, but it wasn't. It was it's quite tough. It was firm. Complete different circumstances and courses that I've never even seen before, and definitely parts of my game that that could be a strong point. But right now, well, they weren't at that point in, um, in time and. I had to learn some pretty hard things because the numbers I was shooting were pretty embarrassing. So I was kind of just thinking to myself, how am I going to be good? But it's just, you just got to have a good team around you just to remind you that you're not that far off. It's just small tweaks and a good caddy helps every now and again too. So (laughs) so you you mentioned, this is a great chat. I'm so interested in what you got to say. And we we wish you well the next three days, obviously at, at Royal Queensland. The, the, yeah. te- the team stuff on lift, you're hanging around with some great Australian blokes. Like, like mm. you mentioned, Kev, yeah, yeah. Mark Leishman, you know, Matty Jones, Wade Orms. These are really good Australian blokes. So they're good players. Yeah, absolutely. Were they, did you, you know, seek them out when you're having a beer after a round? How much were you picking their brains about, you know, the, the challenges and that you're facing and the lessons that you're learning? Was there a chance for you to kind of really sit down and have a chat with them about all that sort of stuff? Um, I think I just learn a lot more from watching rather than asking the actual question. Um, I've, I've never been someone to go up and ask a question okay. really outwardly, but I just know what I'm looking for in a person. I think to share time with them and just to watch them what they do, it, it's just no different. That was that's the biggest thing that you don't see when you're not in that position or you not don't have the opportunity that I had. Like I was just extremely lucky to be in that scenario at such a young age and such an early part of my professional career, it's just a big jump in there to, to spend time with them, to watch what they do is just, that's the biggest eye opener for me. And I think it'd be the biggest eye opener for anybody. Cause you don't really need to do as much as what you do as what you feel like you need to do before mm. you get there. Mm. You definitely don't need it. You just need to do it over a consistent amount of time to at a consistent level, whatever that might be for you. Some guys work harder than others and, and get more out of it. But, I mean, you can definitely choose what you put in, that's for sure. And being around those boys and just knowing they like a beer just as much as I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Mate, it's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a year. It has been. 2022 has been a massive year for you. And uh, when you sit down and 
pack it all up and um, take it all in. It's mm. it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be enormous mm. for you. Good luck tomorrow, mate. Thanks for taking our call this afternoon. And hey, um, hey here's a big question: If you do get the chockies again, and you do come up yeah. uh, trumps, uh, yeah, are you, yeah, you yeah. going to brush us on uh, Monday, or are you going to jump on and say g'day? I'll, uh, I'll answer that on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we won't hold you to anything, mate. Good luck. Play well tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Good day if I manage to take it out again. Good man. Good man. Good on you, Jed. Joining us on the show, the defending PGA Championship uh, champion of Australia. He's one under the card after the opening round. He's five back. It's a strong field. We wish the kid all the very best. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.